It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 7th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore on today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll recap Game 4 of the NBA Finals, talk a little bit about where the Finals are at, and something is really bothering me. And you all know it takes a lot to get me really, uh, you know, get my feathers ruffled and get me up and bothered. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit bothered right now by something that I'm seeing across the internet, across the NBA, and yes, even within Magic fandom too. I'll explain why I think it is silly and ridiculous to give up on the 2021 season, or not to consider the Magic the favorites to make a third straight playoff appearance, at least as rosters stand. I'm done with the disrespect for this franchise. We'll talk about all that coming up in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for for the best coverage of the NBA Finals between the Los Angeles Lakers and Miami Heat. Check out Lockdown Lakers and Lockdown Heat. On today's episode of Lockdown Heat, in fact, our pal David Ramil makes the bold claim that if the Heat were healthy, they'd be the true champions of the NBA. And I'll explain why I don't think that's so far-fetched uh, in a little bit as we talk about Game 4. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, everything is going on right now. We're all in the midst of the best time of best parts of all of our seasons, it feels like, as everything is ending very, very soon. You can find them wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So our pal David Ramil at Locked On Heat made a very, very bold claim on Locked On Heat today, saying... Essentially, that if the Heat were healthy, if they had Goran Dragic, if they had a healthy Bam Adebayo, that they would be far and away the clear champions, the clear favorites to win the championship. And that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, Jimmy Butler had an incredible Game 3, and as I mentioned in our last recap episode, it took an amazing effort from Jimmy Butler just to eke out a single win. And the Lakers itself felt like had very much control over the series. The Heat did get Bam Adebayo back in Game 4, and the Heat played a much better game. So did the Lakers, of course. But the Heat really did prove, I think, that, that yes, they are on the Lakers' level. That they are just as capable, just as confident, just as cocky, just as, you know, just as talented as the Lakers are, just to, as together as a team as the Lakers are. I made this comment to a buddy of mine while we were watching Game 4 that, you know, the, the problem with the Lakers, frankly, is... Frank Vogel's their coach, and while he is a great defensive coach and has gotten a lot out of them defensively, as Magic fans, I'm sure, remember, that offense is not very imaginative. 
And yeah, some of that is probably a little bit of LeBron James dominating the ball a little too much, which he tends to do both for good and for bad. But that offense is not super creative. There's not a lot of intense or or or, or interesting actions. There's not a lot of it's it's a fairly straightforward and simple offense. I, I feel like it's it's you know trying to get guys the ball in good positions. Whereas the Heat offense is a little bit of chaos. It's constant movement, constant you know driving, constant change. And losing Goran Dragic has certainly hurt the Heat there in that respect because. Jimmy Butler's really the only creator on the team. And, and getting Bam out of bio and his passing ability back and just the threat of his rebounding really, really helped Miami. Game four, though, was a nip-and-tuck affair. The Lakers had control for most of it, but Miami was never really out of it. And I think a lot of that had to do with just the fact that the Lakers couldn't really get anyone else to score. It really just felt like for long stretches, it was LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Both shoot 8 for 16. LeBron gets 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 6 turnovers, however. Anthony Davis with 22 points on his 8 for 16 shooting. He had 9 rebounds as well. More, more importantly for the Lakers on their front, LeBron made 10 of 12 free throws. That's 10 of the 18 free throw makes for the Lakers and 12 of their 21 free throws. LeBron was the only one really getting after the basket. And, and, I, and I felt like the Lakers... You know, while they played better in Game 4 and played with more energy and attention to detail, especially defensively, than they did in Game 3, they did not look very impressive. Um, and, and while, you know, I'm not going to... I, I, they are the... You know, whoever wins this final series is the champion. I'm not going I don't, to... I don't believe in an asterisk like that. But I will say, the more I've watched this Lakers team throughout these playoffs, the, the less impressed I am by them. They, they overwhelm me with talent because LeBron James is so good and Anthony Davis is so good and he had that, step, that, that pull-up three or that step-back three that was just an absolute dagger that won this game and, and, and they've come up with the big shots. So again, they're, they're worthy champions and each champion is merely the champion of the season that they won it in. But in the annals of history, this is definitely not one of the stronger champions that we've seen. Not, certainly not one of the stronger Lakers champions we've seen. Uh, and I would argue that this is probably not. Uh, this is probably one of the weaker, weaker champions that we've seen in a while. I would say last year's Raptors team was better than this year's Lakers team. And you know, again, no disrespect to the Heat, the Heat are very much in their in their arena. I do agree with David on that front. I, I don't know if the Heat would would win if they had Dragic, but it would be a a much tighter series than, than I thought. I had Lakers in five and a half. You know, assuming that the Heat were at full strength. Um, but the the Heat at full strength would have pushed this to six or seven games. I I, I have no doubt about that watching this team play today, watching how these teams have interacted through these four games so far. The Heat were on it as well. They, they shoot 42.7% from the floor, 34.4% from me on the arc, 21 of 26 from the foul line. Jimmy Butler with 22 points, 8 for 17 shooting, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and another near triple-double. Tyler Hero has 21 points, kind of waking up from his slump a little bit. Duncan Robinson has 17. He's making incredible bang shots. Bam Adebayo playing essentially with one arm, if it felt like. 15.7 rebounds, 6 for 8 shooting. The Heat are in this thing. And, and the one thing that we know about the Heat and the culture that they build is they do not give up. They do not let go of the rope. They do not step off the gas pedal. And and while most teams probably roll over in a Game 5 situation, especially if they get down early. So definitely, on in Friday's game, definitely watch the first quarter. Like those first few minutes are going to be really determinative of where this, this team and this series is going or whether the series is going to end that night. I mean, I think back to 2009 Finals Game 5. The Magic were gutted after that Game 4 collapse. They come out in Game 5. They get punched in the mouth, and that's never really a game. Uh, you know, game, game 5 of that series is largely forgettable. 
Um, and, and you know, frankly, I'm still a little embarrassed by by the effort that Magic put in uh, in their final game on their home floor uh, that night. But that you know, that was the Lakers' night. The Lakers were not going to let the Magic. We're not going to let the Magic back into that series. Uh, and certainly, you know, the Magic were a younger team, you know, or, or a different kind of culture than the Heat are. I don't expect the Heat to to, to roll over. I expect a really competitive Game Five uh, when when they when they get when they hit the floor on Friday night. But I will say, continue to say this: the Lakers did not play a great game. They don't really have. They have shooters. Contavious Caldwell Pope had a great game, but their shooting is suspect. Fourteen for thirty nine on threes in in Thursday's game or in Tuesday's game. Their shooting is a little bit suspect to my eye. It feels like they have shooters, but they don't shoot well. Uh, or they're not shooting well in this series. And that's kept Miami in this series, too. I, 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 I do think... Yeah, I do think that this series ends in at least six games. I do think the Lakers are going to win this series. Um, you know, they, 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 you know, especially LeBron imposed his will on the final two minutes of this game. It was, what, a two, three-point game? entering the final two minutes, and all of a sudden it was eight. Um, it was, it, I, I often tell people, you know, the difference between college and the pros is the is those eight minutes. And those eight minutes do separate the men from the boys. And y'all know, I don't like clutch stats. I don't like saying that those final two minutes are, are any more important than any others. But I do concede this point that those final two minutes are gut check time. You're tired. You've been through through hell. You've been through a battle. You've been through war for 46 minutes to that point. And whether you can win or lose a game of this magnitude is about those final two minutes. It is literally about whether you can make a play when you are just dead tired. And there's you have what what else do you have left? I, I don't believe in clutch stats. I don't believe in the importance of clutch, except in the playoffs. And I think one thing that we're all kind of learning, especially as, as we're especially as a Magic fandom, getting back into the thinking of being in the playoffs. A little bit more and building a team that's that's not just meant to make the playoffs but to win in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you throw a lot of statistics out the window. In the playoffs, it is really about will. It is about whether you have someone that can enforce their will on an opponent that knows what's coming. That's what the playoffs are about. Because by the time you reach the playoffs, I mean you, you, you. We've heard Steve Clifford talk about the vaunted playoff book, and it's literally just everything that you could ever want to know about an opponent. That's how detailed everyone gets. And everyone has it, and frankly, everyone knows it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, the joke around the league is that, you know, they they let each other spies into their buildings so that they can map out their plays. Everyone knows what's coming. And when you get into the playoffs, you can really, like, pin down exactly how to stop what everyone's doing. You don't have just, like, one day of practice or a shoot-around to get ready for a game. It's The playoffs are a very different animal. And in this game, you know, game three, Jimmy Butler imposed his will. In this game, it was LeBron James that imposed as well, uh, and really made sure that the Lakers finished this game out. Um, you know, I again, I don't think that this is a particularly strong Lakers team, um, at least for you know historical purposes. You know, I I do think, you know, I disagree with the David a little bit. I do think that the Lakers are the better team. I do think the Lakers would have won the series uh, if Dragic and Aldebaran were healthy for the duration. I, I do believe that that the Heat would have competed a lot better uh, and made this a, a much closer series. It's not over yet, of course. Um, but I, I do think that the Lakers do win this series. Um, I, I don't know if they'll do it in five or six. I, I'm not. I'm not sold that this Lakers team is 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 that great. And I do think the Heat are going to come out and fight uh, for their lives in Game Five. So Friday night, Game Five, the Los Angeles Lakers defeat 
The Miami Heat 102-96 in Game 4. They take a 3-1 series lead. Game 5 is Friday uh, night uh, over at Disney. You can't drive over to Disney right now to watch basketball games. That's that's okay, um, I guess. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to nice to be able to watch basketball games. But we'll see if that happens in January. But if you're ta- trying to take care of your car, you got to go give it the best parts you can. You got to make sure you give it the right parts. And when you go into the car dealership or you go into the auto parts store, you're never sure if they have the right part or if they're going to be able to guide you in the right direction. That's why RockAuto.com is the best place to go to help fix your car. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Like I said, coming up, I am a little bit bothered by something. And y'all know I I don't get super angry. Uh, When I have angry rants, like usually those podcasts do very, very well. Um, and, and people are like, oh, whoa, you, you really got into it there. Like when, I, when I'm angry, you know it. I'm a little bothered by something and then I'm going to let, let my emotions out a little bit here in a minute. But to do that, I'm going to need the energy to get through the rest of this podcast first. It's about noon. I'm, I'm you know, getting ready to work out after I'm done with this podcast too. So I'm going to get the little energy boost after I expend all this energy. And, I, and when I need energy, I go to the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That is Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing product. I have tried several flavors and I can tell you, it is not just a marketing tag. These things taste like candy bars. They're delicious. I look forward to eating them, which you can't always say about energy or protein bars on the market. The Improved Built Bar is even more delicious. It's got even great new packaging too. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like cookies and cream, caramel brownie, and carrot cake. Twelve also comes in its 12 original flavors, which include German chocolate, which is delicious, banana bread, which sounds delicious, mint brownie, which also sounds delicious, and double chocolate, which I can tell you is delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON. I've done it. It works for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. I'm going to start this off by saying it is way too early to be making any predictions about the 2021 season. We, we don't even know when the 2021 season is going to begin. We know the draft's November 18th, but we don't know when free agency starts. We don't know when training camp starts. We don't even know when tip-off is going to be. Martin Luther King Day seems to be the going thought for when the season will officially begin, um, but we don't know. Just, just, we don't know. I'm gonna, you throw your hands up and go, I don't know. I have no clue. So I, I, I'm going to preface all this by saying a lot is going to change. And, and I'll probably repeat that throughout the course of my next argument here. But I'm bothered by something. I am really, really bothered by something. And it's just a disrespect for 
the foundation the Magic have built. You've heard me on this podcast talk a lot about how I believe, you know, what Steve Clifford's really good at is building foundations. And what Jeff Waltman has done for most of his first three years here in Orlando is working to rebuild the infrastructure and again, the foundation for this franchise to go from. It's about complete it's about tearing it was about tearing the franchise up from its roots and planting new seeds and letting things grow from there. Giving a strong base for the team to make the kind of changes that we all know are necessary for this team to take the next step. But I am bothered by something that no one seems to give that foundation credit. Yes, it is the Eastern Conference. Yes, the Magic made the playoffs last year with 42 wins. They probably would have made it this year as a seven seed with 38 or 39 wins. But regardless of any of that, the rules state that the top eight teams in each conference go to the playoffs. And as things stand, the Magic have made the playoffs for two straight years, had a down year and made the playoffs comfortably, and no one seems to think they can do it again. No one is giving them any credence to what they've accomplished in the last two years. And again, I get that it is a small accomplishment. It's not the big thing. And and there's work to do and no one's satisfied with just making the playoffs. But this team has done something that no other team, or maybe one other team, but few teams below them have done. And yet I've seen every team angling for the Magic's final playoff spot. Getting the benefit of the doubt the Magic have earned. The Magic had a down year and made the playoffs. And everyone's assuming the worst. Yes, Jonathan Isaac's out, and that is a big loss. No denying that. But the Magic were better than a lot of these teams without Jonathan Isaac. The Magic made the playoffs this year largely without Jonathan Isaac. In fact, the Magic's record was better without Jonathan Isaac this year than it was with him. At least, before, at least before the bubble. Again, marginally so, roughly 500, but you get the point. The Magic, were, the Magic had their struggles this year. No one's denying that. It was not a good season. Or it's a disappointing season. But they still accomplished the baseline goal. The goal that, that this team is going to hold, for, hold to itself, hold the standard to itself for moving forward. The Magic's goal at the beginning of every season, before anything else, is make the playoffs. That's not the final goal. That's not the ultimate goal. But that's the first goal you have to achieve before you accomplish anything else. And yet, everyone seems to discount this. I saw some odds come out for the 2021 season on on chances to win the championship, which, of course, the Magic probably aren't a favorite to win the championship. But I saw teams like the Chicago Bulls have a better chance of of winning the championship than the Orlando Magic at at this point, at this juncture. And this is no disrespect to the Bulls, but they finished seven games behind the Magic. We're not talking about a team that snuck into the playoffs, which they did in 2019, by the way. 2019, largely. This is not a team that snuck into the playoffs. The Magic were seven games clear of their closest competitor, for that eighth seed. They didn't just make the playoffs. They made it comfortably. They entered the bubble with a five and a half game lead on the Washington Wizards. The Wizards had to make up two games in the bubble to even get into the play-in series. And with you know certainly with Davis Bertans and Bradley Beal sitting out, that seemed very unlikely. But even then, it didn't feel likely that the Wizards were going to catch the Magic and get to that play-in series. 
Seven games between the Magic and the Bulls and the Wizards for that final playoff spot in the final standings. That's a lot to make up. This isn't like the Bulls were coming or the Bulls were knocking on the Magic's door or the Wizards were knocking on the Magic's door getting ready to make a playoff run. And the Magic, of course, were getting ready to face the easiest part of their schedule and likely would have climbed to the seventh seed anyway. This is a Magic team that made the playoffs and made it comfortably. And yet nobody, even Magic fans, are giving them the respect that should come with that. The benefit of the doubt that should come with that. One year is a fluke. And like I said numerous times, the 2020 season was as much about about proving that 2019 wasn't a fluke. Yes, they took a step back. Yes, the Eastern Conference maybe got a little bit worse. But the Magic still made the playoffs. They proved it wasn't a fluke. They proved they are one of the eight best teams in the Eastern Conference. And until something happens to change that, until someone beneath the Magic proves otherwise, the Magic should remain the favorite to make the playoffs once again. And frankly, there isn't a reason to believe otherwise yet. There's going to be a lot of changes in the 2021 offseason. I I don't know if I'm going to sit here and say the same thing in January, that I believe the Magic are the favorites to make the playoffs. In fact, I I think it's quite likely that I don't say that. Um, Just just judging by how I I feel the Magic are going to go and, and what I think they're going to be able to do and, frankly, some of the depth questions that the Magic are going to have. Making the playoffs in 2021, regardless of anything else, is not going to be easy. Those teams beneath the Magic are going to get better. They are going to push the Magic a little bit. Chicago hired Billy Donovan, who is an actual coach. And the Bulls under Jim Boylan very quietly built a a very solid defense. They were actually tied for 10th with the Magic in defensive rating. Yet, despite having shooters in Zach Levine, a scorer in Zach Levine, a shooter in Laurie Markkinen, a solid mid-range shooter in Wendell Carter Jr., and a a really good defender in Wendell Carter Jr., as well as a shooting point guard in Kobe White, they had a worse offense than the Magic. Is Billy Donovan going to change them that much? Perhaps. He's a better coach than Jim Boylan, but is that going to tip the scales? Is that going to make up seven games? The Washington Wizards are expected to get John Wall back, and depending on what they do with Davis Bertans, I think the Wizards are a real threat to make the playoffs. They are the only team among this cohort that has actual playoff experience together, or at least they're key players. Uh, and and I do think that the Wizards are really dangerous. Um, you know, they they weren't a full squad this year. They're, they had a lot of depth issues, um, but they're certainly capable of making a run. But again, are you really depending on John Wall a year off of a, a major injury that he that would force him to miss an entire season? Is 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 that is that not a question mark? The Atlanta Hawks are going to be the trendy pick to make the playoffs next year. Trey Young was an all-star this year, took a major step forward. You know, they actually played pretty well when John Collins was back from suspension. Um, from January 14th on, I believe they were 12 and 15. But again, that team's under 500. They had one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And actually, and actually, the Hawks' offense was worse than the Magic's throughout the year, despite all the young players that they have. Now, 
Young players can certainly have certainly have higher upsides and can certainly take greater steps forward, which is again very very possible. I'm not going to say that the Hawks won't make the playoffs or won't be a better team. They will be. But they tied for the worst record in the league this year. They had 20 wins. They got a lot of ground to make up. The Charlotte Hornets were spunky. They could they could make a run. You know, Cleveland Cavaliers have an all-star in Kevin Love. Blake Griffin has an all-star, or Detroit has an all-star in Blake Griffin. If those guys stay healthy, they are playoff contenders too. And the Cavs also have Andre Drummond. I forgot about that. It's not that there aren't a shortage of contenders or, or teams that believe they can make the playoffs. But unlike all of them, they all have major questions. And so the question that I ask everyone else, and the question that I ask Magic fans themselves, honestly, why do we assume the best from them and the worst from the Magic? Why aren't we believing that the Magic have answered so many critical questions about themselves? That they can't kind of just roll out of bed and be what they were this year. Again, that isn't good enough. But if this was a bad season, why can't the Magic have a good season next year? Why can't the Magic have a redemption season next year? Why can't the Magic go into this year, say, go into this offseason saying, we failed our big goal. We wanted to be sixth. We wanted to be fifth. We wanted to fight for home court advantage, and we failed that goal. I'm going to work hard to make sure that doesn't happen this time around. We've proven we can make the playoffs. We know how to manage the season. We know how to do that. If you want to say it this way, I don't believe this, but if you want to say it this way, the Magic failed this year and still made the playoffs. Why can't we assume that will happen again, even without Jonathan Isaac? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that even as presently constructed, the Magic couldn't have the floor drop out from under them. But like I said throughout the year, I believe the Magic were able to manage this season successfully because of their playoff experience. They were able to manage their injuries. They were able to manage all the adversity they faced this year because of their playoff experience. And that is something no one behind them has. You know, maybe Billy Donovan imparts some of that to the Bulls, but those guys haven't been to a, through a playoff battle. And again, the Magic didn't in 2019. You can get hot, and again, it's no guarantee the Magic make the playoffs. The Wizards, again, are the only team that I really fear because they have the playoff experience. Like, they've, they've proven it. They've proven something to me. Again, 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 again. A lot is expected to change this offseason. Not just with the Magic, but with those teams chasing them. The Indiana Pacers could blow things up and open up essentially another spot to make the playoffs. A lot, I, I expect a very active offseason with trades. So a lot is going to change and a lot is going to happen. And we might sit here in three months, in January, saying to ourselves, you know, this team might make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful. Or, you know, if they have an injury to the wrong guy, the whole floor could drop out and this could become an accidental tanking season. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm not denying any of that. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say that that's not possible or even likely at this point. But as things stand today, as teams are currently constructed, as we look forward to the 2021 offseason, there's no reason not to believe the Magic are favorites to make the playoffs once again. There's no reason not to give them the benefit of the doubt that they have earned these last two years that have proven they are capable of making the playoffs. And frankly, to expect anything less, to not view miss, to not view making the playoffs as anything short of a failure at this point, with the way this, this franchise has grown, that's just regressive thinking. The one thing, you can criticize Jeff Wellman, you can criticize this franchise for a lot of things, but the one thing that this organization has successfully done in the last three seasons is they have made the playoffs not just a goal, but an expectation. And they have proven that it is an expectation. They've proven it that that is the foundation from which their entire team and franchise builds off of with how they've played the last two years. And frankly, they deserve the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise that they are a playoff caliber and a playoff capable I definitely needed to get that off my chest. Uh, it's definitely, you know, I, I'm an optimist by nature, so uh, I, I understand the skepticism. I, I definitely agree with some of it. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm not, again, sitting here guaranteeing a playoff spot by any means, but I need to get that off my chest. I do feel like there's, there's a lot of people who just who don't appreciate the, the things that the Magic have accomplished, even though there's obviously a lot more to accomplish. We're, we're at point A and a half, or point B of a long road to contention or a road that hopefully ends in contention but uh, I definitely think that there's 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 a little bit of impatience out there a little bit of discrediting things that the magic have done that that are important to accomplish um, you know and, and and I'll get in I think I'll we'll get into some of that throughout the course of the offseason as we get into rebuilding philosophies and all that jazz but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic you can of course find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts Stitcher tune in Himalay Google Play Spotify and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd and of course for the latest on the Orlando Magic be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com don't forget our Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is currently open so send me your questions about the Orlando Magic you can do so on Twitter at omagicdaily or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.